Hello everyone, and welcome to another Toasted Tale with me, Jim, where today we're going to look at a random subject selected by the subject randomizer. I'm really happy you decided to join me today because we are on a hunt for stories. And if you like tales, then you've come to the right place. I believe there's something interesting to be found in every subject. You just need to put in a bit of time, do some research, and gems will emerge. Let's get this show on the road and find out which topic we'll be using to find an interesting story. Let's give it a spin. Okay then, so today it's landed on Conrad I, Duke of Bavaria. I love it when a subject comes around that I know nothing about. And this is one such topic. Regardless of you or my previous knowledge on Conrad, we're sure to learn something new about this today. After all, I love learning about new subjects. And if I can find some interesting stories to help me learn these things along the way, then it's a bonus. Now, I don't want to bore you, so I'm not going to have you sitting there listening to me doing the research. I have already completed it, and I'm very excited to share with you the stories I found. Let's get to it. Firstly, I want to talk to you about family. We all know people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Conrad was born into the Ezenid dynasty, a blue-blooded family from the Lotharingian region in modern-day East France and Western Germany. This powerful family had been prominent from as far back as the 9th century, but really became a big deal in the 11th century, when they married into the Ottonian dynasty of Holy Roman Emperors. The star of this podcast, Conrad I, was born in 1020 AD, and would have enjoyed all of the perks of being a young noble. The potential of a man like this would have been unbound, with his family's name, their wealth, and also a healthy amount of personal ambition. The heights that Conrad could have hoped to reach were limitless. Though little is known about his early life, we know when his big shot came about. In October 1047, Henry VII, Duke of Bavaria, died. With no clear heir to the region, the position lay vacant for 18 months, until, on the 2nd of February 1049, Emperor Henry III chose Conrad to become the Duke of Bavaria. Now this wasn't an entirely popular decision. The Bavarian nobility were not really impressed with Conrad being moved to the top spot. They probably had other options they felt would be better in their interests. The intent of the Emperor, however, was to try and draw the Duchy closer to the Crown. Hopefully by putting in the man that he trusted, he would be able to manoeuvre all of the lower lords into position so that it was a more loyal and stable region. And this was a fair thing for an emperor to want within his land. After all, the more nobles you can get pointing in the right direction, 
the less likely there's going to be strife within the realm, and prosperity will usually follow. Another benefit for emperors is that the happier most of the ruling classes are, the less likely there's going to be a rebellion that may threaten the emperor's rule. Now, if an emperor gives someone under them a command, then they will probably expect the request to be honoured. Things started going wrong between Emperor Henry and Conrad I quite quickly. A request was made by the Emperor to Conrad to marry someone specifically. Maybe this was political or to secure some kind of alliance, but the official word was given out. Now, Conrad had the choice at that moment to either follow what his Emperor was saying or to go against him. Now, we don't know whether Conrad just disregarded his Emperor's word, maybe didn't take him seriously, or just didn't care, but he indeed snubbed the request, marrying the lady he chose instead. You can only imagine how much of a slap in the face that must have felt to the Emperor. You give this man a dukedom and he doesn't listen to your word. It certainly wouldn't have won you any favours, and could have created a rift between the two men that would last for the rest of their lives. The only reason I can see from this outside point of view as to why Conrad would go so blatantly against the Emperor is that he understood how precarious his position was. He was unpopular in the lands he ruled. Even though he came from a prominent family, that family had no history in Bavaria. And he understood that without support and allies in the region, his enemies could find a way to cast him aside. This is probably the reason, therefore, that he decided to take as his wife Judith of Schweinsfurt daughter of Otto III, Duke of Swavia. This was important to Conrad as Swavia was a powerful region in Bavaria, and it can't hurt to have an alliance via marriage that you can call on just in case you need a little support. In his bid for increased power in Bavaria, he started to come into conflict with certain noble factions, most notably was Gebhard III, Bishop of Rendsburg. Now, Gebhard was the uncle of Emperor Henry III, and was one of the Emperor's allies living in Bavaria. Conrad was only into his fourth year as Duke of Bavaria, when at the end of year 1052, he was summoned to the Empire's Christmas court at Merseburg. It was here, surrounded by the nobles of the land, a time of revelry, fun and celebration, where, summoned to the Emperor's table, Conrad I, Duke of Bavaria, was deposed from his position and had his dukedom revoked. I can't help but wonder if we could ask Conrad today 
whether this would be the worst moment of his life so far. You can only imagine the party atmosphere around you. This was a Christmas court after all. There would have been the finest food and drink. Entertainers around. The sound of laughter and music. And here you are, being embarrassed by the same man who gave you your position, now taking it away. And at the age of 32, you must have felt like you were riding high. And to have your world come crashing down, and the dukedom passed to the young child of the Emperor, all of your suspicions and insecurities over your role as Duke would have suddenly been confirmed. Interestingly though, the child at the time who replaced Conrad as Duke of Bavaria would eventually become Emperor of the entire Holy Roman Empire, becoming Emperor Henry IV. Now, this story wouldn't be exciting if everything then just calmed down, Conrad went back to his family home and relaxed in peace. No, he went back to Bavaria and raised his flag in rebellion. He was in league with the rebellious Wealth of Carinthia, a troublesome noble, and King Andrew I of Hungary. Conrad collaborated with these two men during the conflicts between the Holy Roman Empire and the kingdoms of Hungary, between 1047 and 1053. This is perhaps what happens when you've got that unbounded ambition and you've come from a family and had a history of being able to do kind of whatever you wanted. If you were blessed with this kind of upbringing, then you probably weren't told no very often. So when your emperor takes away your toys, you might throw a little bit of a tantrum. And that is what he did. He rebelled, and even tried to assassinate the emperor and seize the throne. Now, he was abandoned by wealth in 1055, and was sent into exile from the realm. He probably had a pretty good standard of living still, but you got to imagine that the embarrassment and the fall from grace from Conrad must have stang a hell of a lot. Now, whilst he was in exile, he did pass away, and he was buried in St. Marian Gladen in Cologne in the year 1063. It's interesting, when listening to the story of Conrad and seeing the actions he took during his life, you would be forgiven in thinking that he sounded a bit like an 11th century trust fund baby. Coming from old money and having doors open to him that most people wouldn't. And when he was given his big opportunity as Duke of Bavaria, he was the first of his name to ever hold that position. He must have felt as if he was etching his name into the history books and bringing further prestige to his already illustrious family. What a crashing fall then 
it would have been to lose that position after only about four years. And in such a public way, at a Christmas court, surrounded by lords and ladies who he probably looked up to, respected, and wanted the favour of. You've got to feel for the man. In some way, his ego must have been irreparably bruised by being raised so high and then slammed down again. Ego can make us do quite remarkable things. It can help us rise to where we want to, but it also can twist us and make us take some really silly actions. For example, he could have retreated gracefully from the dukedom and returned to living the life of luxury and from a more stable base attempted to gain power again later in life. He of course decided to go back to Bavaria and rebel and effectively become a traitor to the realm by siding with Wealth of Corinthia and King Andrew of Hungary. With so much potential to die in exile after allowing your ego to once again escalate the situation by trying to assassinate the Emperor and seize the throne, you can look at that from an outside point of view and think it's just outrageous. Bananas. But I'm pretty sure that the situation wouldn't have felt as clean cut if you were in his shoes, walking a mile on the Bavarian soil. He could have created a dynasty, changed the historical landscape of the realm. But through his actions, Conrad ensured that he would only have one shot. He may have feared that there were those out to get him and take what he had. Sometimes you've got to take drastic action, and these are actions that we've seen usually nowadays in shows like Game of Thrones or Succession. Storylines filled with intrigue, backstabbing, statecraft, getting power by whichever means necessary. In the book Ego is the Enemy, the author Ryan Holiday talks about how a degree of ego is within all of us, and that's natural, but through our actions we can turn temporary bad situations into permanent ones that will have lasting effects and may haunt us for the rest of our lives. If the soon-to-be-deposed Duke of Bavaria, Conrad, had been able to take a step back, suppress his ego, and make better decisions. If he'd managed to do this, he may have avoided the dramatic fall, coming to blows with other nobles, the embarrassing moment where he was deposed, not rebelled, and not attempted to assassinate the Emperor. Thank you so much for spending time with me today around the fireside. There wasn't much on Conrad I, Duke of Bavaria. Unfortunately, a lot of his life has been lost to the history books. But I really enjoyed learning about the major milestones in his life. In the short time he had in the spotlight, he had a bit of everything that makes a good story really shine. 
the meteoric rise, the struggle of maintaining stability, the conflict, the downfall, the rebellion, and then eventually the exile and death. Not many people get to live that kind of life, it's only for those who've got the opportunities to take on the world. But it happens even now, you just know there's some rich heir or heiress to a massive family fortune who is trying to sue someone to get their chunk. And it's kind of interesting that this entitlement for power, the reach and grabbing, scratching, clawing for a bit more, has been happening for thousands and thousands of years. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then liking and sharing this episode can really get it out to more people, and following the channel is a great way to stay in touch for when new episodes are released. If you want a way of staying in contact with me, then the best way to do so is via Twitter or Facebook. My handle for both is at podcasttale, and it's there where every Tuesday and Thursday new episodes are released, and also any thoughts or ideas I have while doing my research is also posted there as well. So follow me at podcasttale for more. Thank you again for listening to this Toasted Tale episode. I love learning about these random subjects, and learning it alongside you is really special to me. I hope you all have a lovely rest of day, and I will speak to you all again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.